johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1670. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. one 1679 Here we go with another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, David Miller here. Oh, we got John and Mike hanging out on the East Coast. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Post-NBA All-Star break, college hoops racing towards the postseason, NHL trade deadline week, pitchers and catchers, Kentucky Derby's coming. We got Olympics this summer. Drew Brees is going to play another football season. I'm not like we're short of stuff to talk about, Dave. There's always something going on. Even in the middle of July, we have a lot to talk about. That, it, it, you're, it, it's so true. I want to make the show two hours. <laughs> there ain't that much going on. <laughs> in football season, we could do three. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, how's how Hoops treating you? Real, real good. Uh, lo- the last few days I lost, but I've, I've, I, I feel I'm... Ready to yeah move forward strong yeah real good all right you well, how's hockey I, I, I hockey's mean. great um, this is gonna be a crazy week with the NHL trade deadline and moves and um, this is gonna be wild Monday Monday's one of my favorite days of the year you get NHL trade deadline day and it starts at five in the morning our time and honestly these are, these are the deals that 
really get you to say, okay, the time is now to start diving in. I got a couple of future plays, but you really get to know what these teams are all about. Let's see what the boys are up to. As we send it to the East Coast. I think Mike's calling you back right now. Yeah, he's there. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Just had a little bit of a poor connection. Just wanted to make sure I... You know, I heard Dave. I haven't heard his day. You know, I haven't heard his voice in a couple of days. Well, he's and he's sitting here sporting a Seahawks hat. Uh beanie actually. I'm going. Okay, so I'm going to the game <laughs> against the Kings. Oh, oh, okay, going to hockey games? Yeah, March first. Yeah, have you been? Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the first overtime game against. Uh, I can't even remember Arizona, and then. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the other game. Not, it's a, it's not a, a hockey cra- guy. <laughs> it's a crazy atmosphere. No. I loved it. I, I loved it. I had a good time. Yeah. So what's what's up with you boys? You ready for? Uh... I want to ask you. I want to little uh, deviate for just a few minutes off off sports for a second. How's the security in Vegas with the Nevada caucus? How's the security with all these guys in town? Uh, Have you noticed any no, traffic no, well, surges? The funny thing is, no, nothing on that, that front. Although last night, and I don't get very many, uh, have many reasons to get to the Strip often. Uh, but last night, uh, went to a dinner uh, on the Strip, and then I was coming home and going, oh, I, I know I know my way around town. I, I, I know the shortcuts, and I, I go out the back road and uh, swing. I said, I go around to the airport and, and scoot through the tunnel and get on the highway, and I'll go along. I'm going the long way, but it'll be faster. And I get over to the airport, and it's like they're giving money away. I'm getting stuck in all this traffic, and it took forever. And I'm going, what's going on? And I get home, and my wife goes, oh, yeah, President Trump landed about a half an hour ago. I go, oh, yeah, I guess I, I, found, I, I found out the hard way. Well, that answers right. the question. So right now, you got Trump there. You have every Democratic uh, runner. And so I was just wondering what the, you know, this is one of my whole things. I wish we could bet on politics. I'm looking at offshore odds right now while we're talking. I'm not going to go over them on the air, but, you know, I have a way to play offshore. But it's fun. You know, one day they'll make it where, you you know, you can wager on sports, you can wager on horses, you can wager on this, you can wager on that. You should be able to wager on this in the United States. Jimmy Vaccaro, from the day I got here, uh, back in 2005, had mentioned if they would have ever taken wagering on a presidential ele- election, said it would be, it would, it would, it would just destroy. It'd be the biggest betting event do you, ever. Uh, do you have to understand? I'm a total degen. I be, I bet on every caucus, every primary, every secondary, every tertiary. I am insane. I love it. I love it. And it, to me, it's just like. Why not? It's just part of the betting business. You know, I have odds in my favor. I'm looking at stuff, you know, and, then, you know, you're looking for underdogs that you can get good value on. And you basically have before the election, every one of these little events is its own little game, so to speak. I didn't even so, know you bet on that. I'm insane. Do you think I have you, no really think you, have an, you really think you have an mm-hmm. edge on that stuff? Um, I think you have an edge because people get caught up in looking at certain little areas, but, um, it's it's not a um, I, listen. I think I have an edge. Does it mean I have an edge? I don't know. That's a whole different question. Um, but all I'm saying is you're you're it, rocking and rolling. You're 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 at ground zero of the political betting atmosphere this evening. I just wanted to know how the how the uh, I do agree with Jimmy. I know Jimmy. I agree with him completely. And uh, 
hopefully they'll get out of town. You guys will have some uh, trafficless uh, roads soon enough. <laughs> so, and, uh, a couple more days, yeah. Couple more days. So anyway, back to Dave. 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 Where were you last week, buddy? Uh, you know, do I really have to answer this? Vegas life. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there, there, that's that's the answer. Vegas. You took life. a day off. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me... A rare day off. I, I missed I, I... it though. I woke up sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so how you guys have been doing all right out there? When are you coming? We'll be there the 18th. All right. So you're coming 18th in f- through the 22nd. That first, we'll be there Wednesday. We'll do the radio show live in studio that day. The four of us, the four horsemen, back uh, back in action, all in the same place. Oh, that that'll be a first for me. I'm sure he's done it with both of you before, but yeah, yeah, but I haven't. Yeah, that that's going to be a wild. That's a wild, uh, wild week. But but that's the perfect time uh, Wednesday morning because. You know, it's not like it's Thursday morning. I even like to bet Wednesday, Wednesday night. So no, that's perfect. Yeah, I can make that one for sure. Well, that's that's one of the coolest days of the year, is when the uh, NCAA tournament fields announced, and then the odds makers hunker down, get to work, and probably around dinner time, eh, not even uh, selection shows like three to four here, three thirty to four thirty here, I think, and. And then those numbers start popping out about five thirty, and once you get the matchups and uh, have at it, away we go. Yeah, I either bet right when it when they come out or right at post. Like I don't find myself betting, so it's either Sunday night for the people that uh, aren't sure how that works. It's either Sunday night or or Thursday morning or, or right before each game starts, which is which is uh, Thursday and Friday all day. I don't find myself betting too much on Monday or Tuesday. So not that it's days off, but you know, I, I'm just. I either think I see value right when it opens, or I think it gets pushed too much at close. So I like it. Obviously, one of the one of the times one of the times we look forward to myself, especially uh, this time of year. I'm more excited about that than I, I have for that. I have the same feeling as as the first uh, regular season, first NFL regular season. Sunday, I have that feeling, you know, all the, the first four days, and then after that, I'm on a little bit of a downer because the volume really shoots down. Um, but yeah, well, you can just pay me for baseball. Yeah, well, no, you can always get a lot of volume in baseball, and then I enjoy the NBA playoffs. Well, championship week is just spectacular. The conference tournaments when yeah. you get all these teams facing elimination. Um, and there's a lot of those David versus Goliath stories, and in, and then it's a survive and advance kind of thing. And well, I was there when UMBC won. It was amazing. Yeah, the I'm, game before they lost, that yeah, was wild. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other good thing about living here, we can go and see some of these games. I've been really into that lately. The, the last few years, I, I've, I think I've been to the Orleans. Yeah, the last three years, and then I was at T-Mobile. You get the whack, the West Coast Conference. Yeah, the last the two years 12. I was there. Mountain was West there. tournament, and, and then you can. And the good thing about it, you know, you can get the ticket and then and sit through multiple games. So there, there's if if people want something to do, there's actually really good value to to get the ticket and then watch multiple games. I always just go at night, but every time I get the ticket, I'm thinking I should just show up for the first game. You know, this would be this would be like forty dollars to see like what four games. So yeah, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. 
neutral courts. Uh, then you got you got to do your homework. You got to find out who travels well. Uh, you get the monsters. Oh, there's a big. This team's the best team, and it's a it's a neutral court. Well, wait a second. Um, in, in a conference <laughs> tournament, you, you get all the all the other schools rally around the underdog. I mean, you got to know who travels in, in the situation because neutral courts aren't necessarily neutral. So, so for you people that like to party, but still want to do your homework. You're able to have a few drinks, sit in the stands, and the homework's pretty easy. You can look around. Oh, wow, there's more fans of this team or that team. So, you know, you don't Oh, I can to- tell you some remarkable stories. I mean, uh, um, it was the Thanksgiving holiday tournaments years ago over at the Orleans. And in North Carolina, it'd be in, and there'd be 5,000 blue shirts in the stands. And then Louisville was the next game. And... The North Carolina people left, and here, bam, all the all the Louisville people in there, and it was all red. And then they were there on the collision course to play in the championship game. Uh, but I mean, you got to know on a neutral court in, in in these locations. That's why the pods are big, and who's going to travel? Um, you know, literally, that's a big part of the equation in the handicap. And, and, and then, yeah, you are able to in a lot of these spots find get the extra hook uh, locally, especially at you know. Uh, like say it's at the Orleans. A lot of times they get really one sided. Uh, like, yeah, I remember last year. I think it was BYU. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around like there's nobody for the whoever the other team was. You know, I'm just there's nobody here. So no, like Gonzaga. Gonzaga would play St. Mary's. I mean, and you know, long time rivals and Saint yeah, it's Mary's, all they always find a way but, to play each other. But St. Mary's like the one team. That, that always would give them a run for their money, and it's a neutral court. It's like there was nothing neutral about it. There'd be fifty five hundred Gonzaga fans and six hundred. That's that's kind of the vibe I had too. That that's that's kind of what I felt too. And then it's funny because it's at the Orleans, the first round is like a ghost town. <laughs> There's barely anybody in the stands. And then on the on the final game, you know, it's it's tough to even get a ticket. You know, it's place is packed. So. Uh, I like to go in in the in the first round. When... You've been you've been doing the homework assignment on the numbers for college hoops. Yes, but I, I did want to bring up something. For, first of all, every year I tell you the crowd effect is amazing. So I've literally like you know if you in if you walk into a sports book and the game starts and you hear the roars, forget the fans, just with the point spread. If you fade that, I'm telling you, it's amazing. I've never been in a sports book where 90% of the people were yelling for the right side, for one side, and they covered. It never, it like literally never happened since I've been going to Vegas. The interesting thing, I was just on the phone with this lady, Catherine, from Iowa. It, what's interesting is I wonder how crowded it will be now that we have, like she was telling me, she has an app on her phone, she's in Iowa, she's about an hour away from chicago it's legal now she's like it's like being in they used to she said me and my husband we used to go to vegas and now we don't need to because it's legal i'm not iowa i'm sorry indiana so it's interesting you have indiana you have pennsylvania you have new jersey you have new mexico you have um west virginia it will be interesting to see i'm not saying it's not going to be crazy in vegas but I don't know if a lot of people are going to stay home and watch everything from... And again, why would you leave New Jersey? Why would you leave Indiana? Why would you leave Pennsylvania? If you, I mean, Dave, you flew over there with Kenny. You, you saw how it was in Jersey. It's like you're in Vegas. I don't know about that. I, I, I didn't feel that, but 
I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's no place like Vegas. Come on, John, you know that. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, you know, with so many new people wagering. Well, you're I coming all the long... way out here to see us. Is it just to see well, us? Well, I or... mean, you know, I have to do that. But 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 but, but I'm just saying, <laughs> in terms of the handle, um, it'll be interesting to see how the handle is split at the end of the tourney, Brian, with the different states because they're all reporting, and you can see the numbers. And uh, it, it it'll just be interesting to see the handle, you know. No, we're going to be monitoring this stuff, and, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Hey, I mean, you were making trips to West Virginia. I mean, I, I'm 0-3, so I'm done with Virginia. I have to go to Delaware now to try to change my luck. Um, I'm cursed in West Virginia for some reason. They got, so good, crab, they got good crab cakes in Delaware. It's amazing. From the seat that I'm sitting in, I'm 42.3 miles from West Virginia Sportsbook, and I'm 41.6 miles from the Delaware Sportsbook. Where, and where's, I'm where's about that 20 miles from the Pennsylvania border. So between all three, you know, it's crazy that Maryland does not have legal wagering yet, but, you know, it's not that hard to get down if you want to get down, obviously. Well, and, no, uh, no, people... why, does that, why does that shock you? Um, I mean, Maryland... I'm showing my age here. Horse racing. No, I'm, I'm probably showing my age here, and I wonder if you guys, John, maybe Mike, doubtful, even remember uh, the Colts. I mean, remember the Blue Laws that the, the that all the football games would start at one o'clock Eastern, and the Colts game would start at two because of the right. blue laws where you couldn't sell beer till 2 o'clock in the afternoon? I mean, they, they've always been behind the times with stuff like that. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Like I said, you know, it, it is interesting. Are but you it, proud of me that I knew your little backyard? I, I, am, pr- I yeah. am proud of you. I actually went to the old Memorial. I went to one game in the old stadium before Memorial Stadium. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. But, yes, uh, we're dating ourselves here for sure. But I, I asked um, my son, I said, you know, you, you know, you know, the Colts were in Baltimore. He goes, really? no, he, he knows. But, um, you know, what I was going to say to you guys regarding basketball as you know, as we get closer to April, I get very excited for uh, baseball. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Dave, I get some emails and some questions from people that are members of your various different programs, and they wanted to know, do you have certain teams, hint, hint, that you play regardless of the line, or it seems that, you know, clients like to develop, uh, they think they can figure out, just because you might be researching certain teams, you know, like for instance, you know, taking Cleveland the one year or taking Cincinnati because of the value. Is it the same thing in college basketball where there's certain teams, for instance, like you've been nailing it with Pepperdine, just cashing it in, cashing it in with Pepperdine. Um, you've been nailing it uh, with Evansville. Are, are these teams that it just so happens you're playing them multiple times or are they on your radar? No, it just happens. It, it, it happens. So teams like, I got to say, Mike, should you want to say it or I'll say it? Go ahead. Teams like Samford, they just happen to be on your radar? <laughs> yeah, the numbers look good, right? It's a numbers thing. So what I'm saying is we can take a team like Samford as an example. and is that a, I'm using that as an example. Is the same strategies that you employ in football. I'm being serious where even if they're not covering, it's a value play because you're getting such good value with the line that – reversion in the mean wise it should even out See, and it should become profitable you're either going down with the ship as it's sinking or the ship's not going down and you see that and others don't and most of the time 
you know, that's how I feel. But no, sometimes you there's always a few teams every year that it's it's not working out, and then other teams you're you're uh, you're just kind of I, I don't like to use the word riding, but yeah, you're, you're 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 taking them over and over. Like if somebody would have taken the Thunder and NBA over and over, uh, they'd be sitting good right now. So. And then you have the opposite, and, and the, that was one of mine that's not really working with them. Well, I mean, you know, back to the Thunder. You weren't on last week. We talked about the Thunder. They were at about 70%. They're currently still the number one team against the spread. They're 36-19. and But you know what? I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but there has been some reversion. They lost two games in a row after that last show that we did, or maybe even three games in a row against the spread, and it went from 71% down to 65%. So you can see a little bit of an adjustment. You know, it was like a 20-game lead. Now they're like at a 15-game lead. Boston, same thing. Now, what I see is the top teams, instead of being in the 70s, they're now in the, in the low 60s, almost 50s. So Boston, for instance, is 61.5% ATS, 32-20-2. And then the next, believe it, the next team, number third spot is Milwaukee, 31-23, and which again, is only 57%. So when I talk about that reversion of the mean and if the line makers do their job, the games are going to be 50% at the end of the season. That's what I mean. You see these runs into the 70%, and then they all come back to earth. I'm looking at uh, 15 teams right now that are all 50% ATS in the NBA. You always bring up reversion of the mean in the Browns every week. But the Patriots, I mean, they, they didn't. there was not much of a reversion for multiple years. Now, it wasn't in NFL, you can only play so many games, but even if the rest of the way they went, let's say 50%, I don't know how many how many games are left, but if they were to just go 50% the rest of the way, I think, doesn't that drag it down to like 56 or 57% for the Exactly. Year? And, and so, so what happens is in, in, in college basketball, because there's so many more games, you can, you get teams that are in the high almost 80%. So, like, the number one team in basketball right now is North Florida against the spread. I'm sure you knew that, David. They're 20-6 and six against the spread, 77%. And I know you knew that St. Francis, Pennsylvania, is number two at 17-6-1, 74%, followed by Hofstra. And South Dakota State, South Dakota State was in the top spot. They've now fallen to the fourth spot. One week, Yale was in the top spot. Now they fall into the fifth spot at 16-6. and six. So, again, you know, you're talking about top, top 25 teams, and everybody's getting excited for March Madness and the teams that are in the 64. But when you look at the, a lot of these spread teams that are on a run, there are all these little no-name no schools like California Baptist, St. Peter's, Northwest State, North Texas. I can't. The only team that I see that's at the bottom of the rung in terms of uh, a known team in the top ten is Baylor. They're 17-8 and eight against the spread, and obviously they're the number one team. Well, we can take one of those teams you just named plus 19 in the first round or whatever they'll be, and probably they'll be some great value. There you go. You Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean one of the future NBC I, UMBCs. No, I can still see some of those teams still undervalued, even with those great numbers. Yeah, because nobody just pays attention to that stuff. For argument's sake, a, a team like that, uh, a barking dog, catching seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, do you find yourself when you when you play a team like that? Are are you really looking for the hedge opportunity that? 
hey, they're competitive. Yeah, this is, listen, this is a good team. They're playing a big name school, and they're going to hang with these guys. And you know, they're catching seventeen, eighteen, nineteen points, and then they're down five at the half. Uh, but then coming back the other way, you're going to get the favorite laying. You know, I usually bet the or- dog again. I'm pretty crazy. I got to bet the dog again. You won't come back with a seven Not point really. middle. No, because if I saw value on the on the full game, a lot of times they'll on the second half spread, they're they're keying the pregame line. So I still see value on the on the dog, but I don't not saying it's right, but that's what I do. I just dog 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 dog. Yep. But uh you know, I think too a lot of those a lot of those um those first round higher spreads, it seems like I, last year I felt like they went up, but I, I felt the other years they were closing lower than than what they opened at. Could be could be just some selective memory, but I feel a lot of those bigger spreads closed lower. Uh, you know, the last five years or so. What are those first two days of the NCAA tournament like for you guys uh, with with the staggered starts and half times and all the stuff that's going on? Well, I mean, I think that the tournament for us. I don't even believe starts when the main tournament starts. I, I like the whole concept is anytime there's a neutral court, I believe a sharp like Dave and, and yourself, Brian, you have a clear edge because, again, you've been doing this the entire season, and the odds makers get tricked up when it's a neutral court where they don't – yeah, they're going to adjust the line a couple points because it's not – you know, it's basically a neutral court tournament, but it's not like in the beginning of the season where these teams have no data behind them and they're playing in these, you know, one-off tournaments in the beginning before they even get into conference play, they have a whole season. And now, like, we talk about this year after year where teams specifically travel much better when they're geographically put in a, in a spot in the, in the basically in the country where the travel's better. So it becomes basically a home game. And you talk about this, Brian, year after year, where some of these teams have a clear edge with the fan base and – the travel and it's same thing goes into the main tournament, but more more even in the conference tournament. No, those conference a lot of value. Ones, those conference ones, I I agree with you. I even have to sit there. You probably don't have to do this, but on some of them, I have to actually sit there on Google and and try to okay the distance from here to there and and try to get a good read on it. Uh, so you're you're absolutely right. I think for the big tournament, I don't I don't think so as much. Yeah, no, you're right. It's more conference. But, well, yeah, the con- the conference championships. Uh, yeah, but I think there's also there's also a dose of reality that uh, you know does the team have a legitimate chance? Uh, how many people will travel? I don't know that that it, it necessary. The distance uh, is, it would be a starting point, but you know some fans are crazier than others. It doesn't matter where they're playing; their fans are going to be there. But but the, the other thing is though. But when you get to these conference tournaments, believe me. The majority of the building is wrapping their arms around the underdog. They want the upset uh, just because they want to see an upset. But they're also the, the, a team is rooting for the upset because they're thinking when their team actually plays, they're going to have a better chance to advance if they're playing the the, the Cinderella team. So the, the dynamic in the building is is ridiculous. Yeah, you can get a and good what, feel for it. I, I you know if you really analyze all of it, uh, yeah, I think you can get a good feel for these situations. Even not being and, there. And, Brian, remember, year after year, that team that has the record that definitely will not get their ticket punched, if they win the tournament, they get that ticket, they're going to be playing 
just that much harder in that conference tournament. Oh, where exactly. If, exactly. If, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. And we've asked we've asked the the uh, sports book directors about that. That you know, wh- what is that actually worth in, in terms of a number when a team is facing elimination? I mean, they they know they're literally, you know, putting their sneakers on for the last time if they don't win this game. Um, in horrible teams. Somehow they're a cornered rat. You know they're they're playing their lungs out because they they know their season's over. Other teams know they can lose the game and they're off to the tournament. See a lot, a lot of guys. A lot of guys take the opposite there and they and they they say, well, the pressure kind of offsets that. The fact that there's so much pressure and the other teams, eh, we're off to the tournament anyway. So they're 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 more relaxed and and might be playing an overall better game. This, this is. I can see both sides of the argument, but well, but yeah, you would have an extra pep in your step if if this is it. Uh, if you're the cornered rat, I like that term. Uh, if, if this is it, you know, yeah, I, I I think I, you'd be a little bit more up for the game. Well, and there's another thing that's in play, and it's in play in March Madness, pretty much on the first weekend. Brian, but, UMBC, UMBC. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but I was gonna say, and also in, in conference tournaments, um, put yourself in the position of a team that's like a 15 point favorite uh and it's the first game of the ncaa tournament well even a one seed i mean a one seed's going to play the eight nine winner well in this day and age the eight nine winner is pretty good mm-hmm. you know but you get that big score you're laying a big oh they're gonna maul these guys they're laying 19 points they're gonna but there's there are also these little things within the game going Listen, all the guys that are on scout teams and all the guys that do the practicing and the biology major that sits at the end of the bench, when they get a 23-point lead with four minutes to go in the first round of the NCAA tournament, the coach is going to reward those kids, let them come in to say they played in an NCAA tournament game, but the reality is that's all she wrote. Those guys are never going to play again, but the coach is going to be prone to give them a shot to get out there, and all of a sudden the bark and dog backdoor cover things in play because who's going to be out there in the last three minutes of a game? I kind of feel – I agree, but I kind of feel that's somewhat factored in. I don't know. Like I agree with you, but uh, – I, even those backups are almost just as good as their veteran. I don't know. Yeah, no, this is tricky. This is a tricky spot. But that's why you'll see a team up by like eighteen at half, and then they're only laying like three in the second half. Because sure, because I think they're somewhat factoring it in. But if you can get a good feel for that, ah, this is this is a good spot. You know, I just do so much mass volume that I'm not I'm not focused on that. But well, but I love but, but, it. The, but the other thing is, I mean, the the the, the big underdog. They'll keep their starters out there because yeah, yeah, even though right. it's a moral victory, that's right. But they're out there, you know, to to make it moderately respectable. But those kids are gonna, and that's gonna be for them the end of their careers. And, and I feel they want to cover too. I, I don't know. Well, don't you well, feel that when you watch the TV? Like, all right, I will. I'll, I'll tell the story. This is this is uh, oh boy, this is a good ten, eleven years ago, and it was over at the Orleans, and it was. Old Dominion playing North Carolina, and it was it, all the blue shirts are there. Uh, there's like six thousand or five thousand North Carolina fans. The line on the game is sixteen and a half, and Old Dominion played their hearts out, and they were hanging around 10, 11, 10 points. And Williams didn't take uh, the starters out. It was like Ellington was on the team then, and he kept all he kept all the guys in, and Ellington. Knocked down a three 
with about a minute to go. Standing ovation. They, they got it up to like 18. Cut, and the roof come off, right? Yeah. So now they're playing, and it goes back and forth. And the, literally the line is 17, and uh, North Carolina or Old Dominion gets the ball, and they come up with 30 seconds left. Down 17, the line 16 and a half. I'm sitting next to Seth, Seth Green from CBS Sports. And uh, the coach for Old Dominion calls timeout. Down 17 with 30 seconds, right? And I'm belly laughing. I'm I'm just sitting, and I and I'm just sitting there. And I said to Seth Green, I, you know what? He's he's in that huddle saying that he's guys. He goes, I'm so proud of you. You 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 played your hearts out. He said, one more for the team. Goes, Let's send these people home miserable because they knew the spread, right? That, seriously, it's a funny story. No, this is great. So, and I'm not kidding, right? I mean, he called timeout down 17. You know, I'm sure he was giving a pat on the back. He said, let's ruin their night, right? <laughs> this, this guy calls and dials up one of the greatest plays in college basketball history. They, they take, you know, they take 15 seconds off. They go with 10 seconds left. They run a double backdoor screen and a backdoor cut to this kid and a bounce pass from the from the top of the circle, through the paint, hits the guy right in stride. He goes, he goes up. For a layup uncontested, it goes around the rim and out. <laughs> and I'm telling you, though, I have never, I've been at like three, there's Zenyatta winning the Breeders' Cup, Pac, at Matt, and Pacquiao getting knocked out at the MGM Garden Arena. And the third loudest event I've ever been at was that sound that those North Carolina fans made when that kid missed the layup. So, yes, they know the spread. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Listen, I'll give you one betting story, one. and then I'm going I'm to give you a betting story, the greatest betting story of all time. I'm in the Middle East. I got like 3,000 on Mike Tyson. I call back to my partner. It's like 2 in the morning, wherever I'm at, because it's the opposite side of the globe. And he's yelling into my ear. He bit his ear. He <laughs> lost the bet. He bit his ear. And I can't get a TV. I'm in Tel Aviv. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, he bit his ear. I was going to say, I was gonna, when you start telling the story, I can, I can hear your blood pressure rise. It was like, don't forget you're on the radio here. <laughs> That's so literally, insane. I got to wait until the next morning. I go online. It's, it's literally global news. He bit his ear. I'm thinking that's great. Three grand, he bit his ear. But um, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you guys this. I, I, this is for Dave, especially. I set my, my mantra, bookmakers, if they, you're betting against computers, they go 50% at the end of the season. Usually... There's a up and down, so there's a reversion of the mean. The question is, what happens when there's no reversion of the mean? What happens when they're literally kicking the numbers and it, and it stays 50%? This is something that I have not seen season in, season out, especially in basketball. So just to give you the numbers, 4,296 college basketball games have been played as of last night that have had a spread on them. That's including extra games, added games, regular games, everything. The dogs have an edge. They have an edge. 2,109 dogs have covered the spread. Okay? Yes, sir. 2,104 favorites have covered the spread. 
The dogs have a five-game edge, 50.1%. 2% of all the games that have been played have landed on the closing number. 83 games have hit the number out of the 4296, taking the record to 2109 to 2104 and 83. I have never, and I mean ever, seen it this close, this maintaining this the entire season. Now, you think that would be wild. You go over to the NBA and you go, well, maybe there's a little reversion of the mean. Nope. Dogs. They have an edge. 404 dogs have covered. 396 favorites have covered. 18 games have landed on the number. So instead of having a 0.1% edge to the dogs in college, you have a 0.4% edge in the NBA at 50.4%. What do you think of those numbers? That's incredible. I mean, yeah, that's. You say those are. They haven't been like that ever, you said? Usually it's like 40%, 60%, then it reverts back to the mean. But as I was telling Brian, like there is no reverting back to the mean. We're literally at the mean. We're literally 50-50. You bet 10 games, five dogs win, five dogs lose. And I'm not saying that after a few games. I'm talking 40, we're four games shy of 4,300 college basketball games, and we literally have a five-game margin to the dogs. Oh, it's impressive. They're doing great work. So with a guy like you that's on an absolute roll, predominantly to the dog side, what it goes back to is you got to do your homework and you got to pick the right dogs. Because what you're doing is it's not the dog – it's not like in baseball where dogs just simply win more. It's they don't win more. So when you look at the fact that you're – and I'm not saying you don't play favorites, but you're – I would say – what would you say the percentage of you dog versus favorite? Uh, for me, probably 70. Well, are you counting like a one-point favorite? No, like you had Florida on um, – you had Flo- You went 4-0 on Saturday on your apex. You you had Florida minus 14 and a half, and, but then you also had Pepperdine plus 16. Obviously, you won them both. So you had a big uh, double-digit dog. You had a big double-digit favorite. 75% dogs maybe. And then an NBA, so what it's I'm saying is, not. if you're 75% dogs, you got to be really good at what you're doing because you're only picking from 50% of the games that are actually going to cover. Does that make sense? I am that good. <laughs> well, no, we yeah, know you're that good. No, That's it, why you're it. here. I get it. And then an NBA, it's got to be maybe 60-40. I play more favorites in NBA. So, right. yeah. It's a little off, Brian, on the totals. In non-overtime games in the NBA, 384 to the over. 375 to the under. Talking about overtime is kind of like a waste because they all go over once it goes into overtime. Here's the amazing part. If you could live bet games on a separate number in overtime in the NBA, Brian, 41 and 11 to the over once the game goes into overtime. It, uh, no, it, 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 it's crazy. That, that was the college. What do you got in the NBA? No, that was the, that was the, 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 that was I just gave you the numbers on the totals in the NBA. Okay. So 384 and 375 in the NBA. In the college, in terms of totals, 50%, 21-32 to the over, 21-54 to the under, 50.3% to the under. 
That's remarkable. I mean, you've given us, you know, you do these numbers, I mean, throughout football season, then we get to this, and, and then, you know, you'll be doing the homework assignment for us with baseball, which is right around but, the bin, and I know you're but doing But what's amazing is the, the square perception, Dave, of the new sports better. They actually believe that favorites win the majority of the time. They don't really understand that favorites, I mean, technically, all of the favorites are overpriced because you're, you're, you have a little, even though it's a little edge, you can't overcome it with the VIG, you have a little edge on the dogs in both the college and the NBA, even though it's five games. Yeah, to me, can't, that's tough to count that. but um, No, but I'm saying the perception of a new bet right, that just, right. just it became, for whatever reason, they started betting. Maybe they're in a state where it just became legal. They think, oh, yeah, the team's minus 14. They definitely should win the game. Yeah, win the game, but yeah, are you sure to cover too? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't so know let me ask you: when you lay, you very rarely lay a big price. So when you lay a, a a price like, I mean, I'm looking at your games that I have access to, which is all of them, and I'm looking back to January 25th. The only double-digit favorite that you've played on our Apex program is Florida minus 14 and a half last Saturday. So let's talk about a game like that. What happens where you flip the switch and you go, I'm willing to lay 15 points. I'm willing to lay 14 and a half on a game, which you rarely do. That was against, that was against Vanderbilt, right? Okay. Was yes. it? Yeah. Yes. They were just really banged up, and then it, it felt like a good emotional spot for Florida. It, it felt like the point spread was also low, not counting all of that stuff. I don't know. It just I thought it should be like 18. So I said, you know what? Getting getting a bargain here. So yeah, and the it. final score was uh, eighty-four to sixty-six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one worked out for me. But yeah, no, I try to stay away from. I wouldn't say I go out of my way to. How should I word this? I wouldn't say I go out of my way not to play double-digit favorites, but they just don't. I just don't perceive them as value plays as much as the double-digit dogs. So, now, Brian, do you have a like? Do you? have a preference on what you'll lay or how high. I'm not talking money line, just spread. I know you're mainly a total guy, but if you are looking at a side, are you do, are you normally gravitating towards the dog side or you're indifferent to each game? No, no, I don't. No great preference there. It's, it's just basically, you know, look, you know, just, every game's a snowflake, man. That's what Kenny always said. I mean, it, if, if the number looks light, you lay it. If, if it looks inflated, you take it. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you – you play more dogs, if if I had to guess, probably not as many as me percentage wise, but I bet you do, just from the talk yeah, to you and yeah, uh, for him it's probably like fifty five to forty five. Yeah, I mean, it, but and, and the other thing is too, and then there are money line plays that come into play right. too. I mean, I, John, right? We've had this discussion for starters, unless you're talking, you know. 14, depending on the sport, a, a big balloon dog where you just say the number's inflated. But for the most part, your starting point when you're playing a dog is you believe, you want to believe in your heart they can win the game outright. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you, uh, well, 100%. There's always that, you know, that's why I know Dave makes money on it. Not only when, when his dogs actually win outright, you know, I know he's had some nice scores on those money line winners. I see it, you know, again, to me, it's a, with the double digits, you're really, you got to bet small if you're a public guy and you're not doing this for a living because, you know, it's easier to get a four point dog, obviously, to win outright than it is to get a 20 point dog to win outright in college basketball. Um, Obviously, teams like Pepperdine, for an example, covered, but they didn't obviously win the game outright where you can get um, 
more value with like Missouri was plus five and a half on Saturday. He had them against Auburn. They were plus five and a half. They won the game outright by by twelve. I was all over so, that game because Auburn had three. I don't think I've ever seen this. They had three games in a row that went to overtime and they won all three. And that was the that was the fourth game. And, and I'm going, I've never seen I've never seen that ever. So I listen. I, I also have a. You've been doing some Instagram stories, and since you weren't on last week, we're getting a lot of questions about people, bookmakers limiting uh, successful professional betters, and that's why you want to have multiple outs. Can you tell me why people are, they want to know why do you have why did you have a three thousand dollar limit overnight? No, 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 no. Basically, everybody's running a business, so. That's one of the reasons you want to have. That's one of the reasons you want to have multiple outs. We always talk about the shopping around aspect, but uh, e- e- even more, you know, sometimes your your limit might be cut on certain things, maybe props or or whatever it is, and you want to you you want to have more places so that you're able to get down more money. But for for most of the people, the reason that you want to have more more places to bet is 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 to shop around. And that's actually the main reason that I have multiple places as well. But in some situations, yeah, it's so that I, I'm able to get more down on on particular events. And so college basketball is, you know, the day of the game, it, it's okay because more people have bet into the market. It's more efficient. Their handle, you know, the company's handle is a lot bigger. So So they're okay with taking bigger bets. But sometimes... You know it's tough the the day before um, to get to get a lot down, which which is understandable. If I if I had a, if I owned a sports book, I would I would I would have lower limits as well the day before. It just it just makes sense uh, if if you follow this business. But you know, day of the game, it's never a problem to get down. I, I think you could get down, she's <laughs> a lot, way more than I bet on the day of the game. So that's never an issue. And so, but but provided the lumber doesn't move against your favor. This obviously. is well. This is the problem. This is like today. I have nine plays, and I think eight out of the nine are at least. Well, you guys can see it. I think they're all a point better. Eight out of the nine, which yeah. is unbelievable. But yeah, so so if I had to wait till today to bet, I'd be out of luck. So there's only so much. There's only so much that I, that I can bet though the day before so now just to play devil's advocate when you go on these runs and you get the worst number the closing number for the client it happens you do have a a certain stretch well it won't make a difference and they go ah he always talks about the number but you know what i played him all at the bad number and he still went four and oh on saturday like what what's your response to that well, yeah, you still have to. This is this is tough because some because some of these games overnight, right? All the people that I that follow my plays, I'll tell everybody that follows my plays, you can bet all of these even at a half point worse. I will say that sometimes. Got it. Because I really think the edge is that strong. But then on the day of the game, like if I took plus eight last night, and it's six and a half now, this is tough. Because then this is ambitious to now take plus six and a half. Because that means my plus eight is a is a monster, you know, and and over and over. So I try not to do that, and I don't tell people to do that. I just say pass the game. 
But I can see how if 10 in a row, um, it didn't matter one way or the other. They either got blown out by 10 or they covered by 15. I could see how people uh, would think like that. But but for myself, I I remember the three in a row that the half point (laughs) mattered to the win or the push or the loss. So... Uh, and I understand what every half point means in theory, so I so I so I don't think like that. But no, the night before it's it's gotten to the point now. I I will play them all a half point worse. To be honest with you, in college basketball, I'll, I'll do that now. Sometimes I I have been doing that, and 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 the thing about it is I'm still closing with an edge, doing that on on, on taking a half point worse. I've 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 beat the closes. It's unbelievable how how I've beat them. You're making me brag. No, no. Hey, listen. If you guys want to find out how, that's what we're here for. We, you know, we don't do a hard sell here on the radio because the reality is, like Mike talks to these people and he's on the front line. You you have to have the long term approach. You know, everybody calls the office and they go, you know, I've watched you on Instagram, Dave. I've watched your webinars with with John. I've I've listened to your radio archive shows at Sports Insider Radio. Uh, you know, I follow your Twitter. I say, and, and and let me see how you do for the day. Yeah, and I'm going that's, like that's not enough. Anything can happen. Story story of my life. Ten thousand conversations. That's all I hear is. <laughs> let me just track them for the day, and then if you know if the results are good, and I. So, but do you understand that nobody hits a hundred percent or eighty percent or any percent is not value because we we put a variance on every single wager and individual days. It's I mean I try to like the analogy should always be the same because Dave in reality what you're doing is instead of trading stocks you're trading sports that conclude for four after four hours you're just day trading and stocks go up stocks go down same thing with sports you can't expect to just have a positive you know, incline and never have any losses. And these people, just a lot of people, unfortunately, that pick up the phone and they make purchase selections, they have unrealistic expectations of how much they should make with a little bankroll, and they think they're just going to take a couple hundred dollars and turn it into a hundred thousand. They just it, have that delusions of grandeur, right? If so, you, if you if you add NBA and college basketball, I really don't think anybody's has as much volume at it. Uh, my win rate the last five years or so. I, I just don't think so in the in the world. I really don't. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I close no, good. See, win. I believe it. But yeah, I've over one day, this is hard. Hand. Yeah, over one day, this is really hard. I mean, this is because yeah, you can go zero and five or five and zero, but but over the long run, it, it, it's hard too. It's human nature. You want to win that day. You, you're because you're talking to people. You get all of that, and I do, but. They they just don't get it. You know, so it's, it's it's like th- their brain just doesn't get it. So this is hard. This is why I'm glad I don't have to. <laughs> Here's the good news: the ones that do get it, or the ones that listen to the show week after week, are literally sending me texts throughout the show, going, "You guys are incredible," because I did it my way for this many years. I finally took the advice. I stopped doing it my way. I took your advice. And literally for weeks on end, months on end, you just guys just don't lose consistently. Everybody loses, but we just don't lose consistently. I haven't even had one bad run in basketball. 
Well, listen, I'm not bragging for you, but I'm going to brag for you. Right now in your Apex program, you're 25-14-1, which is 64.1%. I even got the 0.1%. But I told a client, I said, listen, he's 25-14. and 14. That doesn't mean, you know, you don't get the luxury of playing 25 games in a row and saying, I'm not going to play the 14 losses. They're in there like salt and pepper. You know, you, 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 know, I, you know, I can look back and I can see five games. It's basically you're on a ratio of like one to five. You know, you win five, you lose one. You win five, four, you lose one. You win six, you lose one. But what I was, uh, just to flip the switch for a minute since you talked about going to a hockey game before we get to the end of the show, Brian, the biggest dog on the board yesterday um, was that Red Wings game. Canadians against the Red Wings, and the Red Wings, they pulled it off plus the 200 at home. What is your – I got an email. Somebody asked me, what is the highest number – you would lay on a money line in an NHL game. The highest number? Yeah, the 30 highest. Cents. Like if you wanted to put a like a I'm not even going to consider minus XYZ after that. 30 cents. There's so you're just, cutting out a lot of games. Yep. Well, because there there's a lot of games that are out there and there's plus prices all across the board. No, the takeout really goes up. Well, percentage-wise, after 130, so that's a good. That's that's solid. Yeah, yeah so I, like the I, Blues were 300 yesterday, and the Canadians were 200. You go one and one if you bet both of those games. You lose. Well, what were win. the what were the Blues? They were minus 300. They won. So the two biggest, the biggest favorite on the board won three nothing minus 300, and then you, the and then the second favorite, which was the Canadians, they lost, and they were minus 200 at Detroit. So there, there you go. If you're going to bet games like that, you're going to even if you juice out, you're going to get killed. You're risking three hundred dollars to win a hundred. You're risking two hundred dollars to win a hundred, and you you you, you get your hundred back on your three hundred dollars, and then you lose two hundred. So you're one and one. You're down two. You're down a hundred. Well, you know, I, uh, you sit there and, and you look at these opportunities. I, uh, again, be it totals. And the other thing is, if you've got a real defined belief and uh, and a side. Uh, the, the puck line, uh, you know, then you get a, a lot of opportunities just for them to go maul a team, and then you still get that empty net goal opportunity at the end. And and in this day and age, you know, the uh, coaches are pulling the goalies, you know, about the two twenty mark instead of it used to be the one twenty mark. Uh, you can get two empty net goals. So I mean, there's there's so many opportunities in in on a, on a deep NHL menu. There's there's just no reason to be laying laying big wood with anybody. Hey, Brian, real quick, I know we have a couple minutes, and this is to you, at Dave. Who do you guys have in the Atalanta and Valencia matchup in Champions League? It starts in two minutes. The dog. Yeah. I like the other. Can we get more than plus 130 on someone? Valencia plus 476. I'm going to mark it down. No, you know what? I'll play the draw. Yeah. Plus 338. There you go. (laughs) Time flies, fellas. It's uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, College Hoops is going to be wild. Uh, We invite people to check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. And, again, you fellas are coming into town when? First weekend of March Madness, right? Correct. Looking forward to it. We'll we'll clean the room. One month away, basically one month from today. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll put the order in for the wings today. Just have him in the studio. I'll take you. Yeah. I'll take you out Tuesday night. 
All right, so John and I will do the show on Wednesday morning. Yeah, basically, that's what would happen, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. That, he got the joke. You guys are a little slow. Yeah, well, no, uh, I'm there. Uh, I thought right. you were going to say Wednesday night, Dave. No, Tuesday, That, and we'll see if you make it here. We'll do a proper. Uh, Mike's been doing CrossFit again, Dave, so you guys can do midnight CrossFit. <laughs> cool. All right, boys. Have a good one. Time flies when you're having fun. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. We don't have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. One day after being released from a prison in Colorado, former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich is slamming prosecutors who brought the case against him. From beginning to end, this was 